On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about what's happening to that Confederate statue, we talk about Pulse, we talk about pop-up restaurants, and soft-shell turtles. Welcome back to another episode of Bungalower and the Bus. I'm Brendan O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyper-local news. Uh, this week, we are John Busdecker-Less. He's on an adventure in the Carolinas. And I'm here with Scotty Campbell, his more beautiful fill-in. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. Hey, Scotty Campbell. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. Uh, tell everybody, why do we care what you have to say? How long have you been in Orlando? Well, gosh, I've been in Orlando steadily since 1988, um, but I'm actually a Florida native. I was born in Winter Park. Um, Impossible. And it's, it's, it's the truth. But my dad was in the military, so we bounced all over the world and then uh, settled here in 88. So I know quite a bit about Orlando, and I've uh, had the opportunity to write about it and, and uh, be an advocate for the things that happen here. All right. You've, you've written for Watermark. I, I still write for Watermark. Okay, all right. Yep. I love it. And you also have like a company called, uh, what's it called? Thomas Bunting Projects? <laughs> Thomas M. Bunting Projects, yes. And we do, uh, we host trivia every Tuesdays at uh, the Hammered Lamb. And uh, we also uh, do bike valets and all sorts of crazy little projects that better the community. I love it. Bungalore.com is actually one of your media partners for your trivia uh this series, is true. If you right? if you look at bungalore.com, you'll find a little ad for us. And uh, how much you you don't keep any money from that? It all goes to Florida Little Dog Rescue. Well, a percentage of the bar uh, at Hammered Lamb goes to the charity, and uh, by it, we we've raised over fifteen thousand dollars for uh, Florida Little Dog Rescue, and actually, it's winding down. Okay. Um, in August, we're going to uh, end it. Just. Just so I can do some other projects, but uh, we're not going to end our fundraising for Florida Little Dog Rescue. We're going to uh, do some other events, but um, we're hoping to ramp up to that. So we hope to see lots of people there every Tuesday helping us. And I hope uh, by then we'll be well over 20 grand helping the puppies. Just takes like 75 bucks to save a dog from uh, death row, right? This is right. One, One of the things that we do is we take donation tips. Uh, and every time we reach $75, we give it to Florida Little Dog Rescue. And they're able to take a dog right out of death row. Then these awesome people, these volunteers from Florida Little Dog Rescue, foster the dog. And uh, then we turn to your listeners so they can adopt it. I love it. Obviously, I have a big heart. What a, what a great program to do. I should say every week we record in a different place. It's this week we are in Thornton Park. Right by the the bubbling fountain in the middle, a little it traffic. Sounds island. like somebody's urinating. It very does. Nearby <laughs> That's more yes. downtown. It's not Thornton Park. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're actually at the Falcon, owned by uh, Melissa Marie, yeah, formerly Falkman. <laughs> right. They have some a really interesting art show on inside. So if anybody's stopping by, feel free to come by for a uh, always a interesting craft, art at craft the drink. And uh, actually, I think I've actually shown art here a few times. You have shown art here yeah. before. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Thornton Park. So every week we talk about the the, the biggest headlines for Bungalore.com of the week previous. And for those who don't know, Bungalore covers news that's happening in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. So from, what do we say, Sodo, YOLO, HODO, YODOR, all the way up to Winter Park, to College Park to the west, and all the way to uh, Baldwin Park in the east. <laughs> as far as the eye can see, 
The sun touches is your kingdom. That's bungalore.com. As far as the crow flies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this week we had a, a few things, but I guess the most notable was uh, the pulse remembrance ceremonies, the glut of, of pulse things that was happening on the Monday. Absolutely. The 12th. Well, things ramping up over the weekend that, that built up to, to Sunday. A lot right. of uh, really cool positive things. One of the things I helped participate in was the Gather and Love uh, celebration, something something that you worked on. Yeah, we collaborated with uh, our, our friends, our vendors over at Orlando Shirts, Go Big Marketing, and Orlando Yelp. Yep. And gathered some of our favorite people to have a little parking lot party pop-up thing. Not really a party, but we were trying to just give people a spot where they could gear up in preparation for the Rainbow Fest that is the 12th um and we they came up with a really beautiful uh memorial shirt just black and white and then art reach orlando that local arts charity that i work with we mentioned it before on earlier episodes uh i ran this tie-dye table for them and we tie-dyed all the shirts people could learn to tie-dye their own tea and uh rep the rainbow later in the week and I helped, and I still have tie dye under my fingernails. <laughs> Everybody, I shook someone's hand today, and they thought I'd like. I don't know. It looked awful. It's like green. Looks like my fingernails are going to fall off. Mine looks like I've been working on a car, which uh, never happens. Which will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that kind of gay, Scotty Campbell. <laughs> uh, something else that just hit the History Center launched. I think on Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, their one Orlando collection digital gallery. Did you have you seen that yet? I haven't had a chance to take a look at it, but I have heard about it. There's, uh, I want to say, like 600 photos, but they collected like a thousand, five, I don't know, hundreds of, of items from the different memorials across the city, and they've been preserving them in the Orlando History Center. And Scotty, they're, I, I guess, probably going to ramp up to their own LGBTQ plus alphabet soup. Uh, <laughs> museum in the near future is what we're hearing. Well, that that, that would be nice to see, but I, I uh, in the meantime, I'm uh, I admire the work that they're doing by preserving all of that. And I understand, like, if people are putting flowers at the memorials, these flowers are already also taken and uh, composted, composted, and then they're put around town in the in the various uh, flower beds, which I just think is awesome because that love just like keeps going on. The letters are being preserved. I know there's like a search engine you can search by name of the people that they were donating like the flowers or the cards to like the victims and you can search by their name to see if maybe the card that you gave to that memorial is there uh which i love i think that's really cool one of the things that i love that came out of that that we should talk a little bit about and it's not because uh i was a big part of it but if you go to seven bites there is an awesome memorial ish is it okay to call it a memorial yeah i would say this is a poll that is 49 birdhouses all rainbow colors and that you, you can tell a little bit more about it since well, it's a project it that you is my project it's an idea baby of mine <laughs> that i birthed mm-hmm. we uh that was again that was through outreach orlando we had a a community painting day where we invited the community to come and paint in the colors of the rainbow a birdhouse or bring a birdhouse and then paint it and then we installed them on this uh pole that Trina from Seven Bites uh, was just kind enough to donate f- for people to discover. Uh, and we covered them. And we we actually did it last year. 
I want to say like a month after Pulse happened, and then they were supposed to install it themselves, and it just didn't happen uh, because life. A very busy restaurant is hugely is part, busy, yeah. and she yeah. and actually that that restaurant is just like the tip of the iceberg of what they do. They're also mm-hmm. like this huge catering company. This, which is why they have so much staff there. Um, so they just weren't able to install it. So we came back and said, we're going to hire somebody to do it for you. So I was there with a, a handyman, Mr. Robert Henry Thompson, who Love did him. the beautiful uh, rose mural on the side of Santiago's Bodega. Actually, he built Santiago's. Well, he, yeah, he's the designer of Santiago's Bodega, both here in Ivanhoe Village and Altamont. Yeah, the whole... And, and Key West. And Key West, like the whole yeah. chain. Yeah. I think they're doing stuff outside of state now, too. Oh, wow. Um, I might have made that up, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, now but they have to. He's like their house artist. So yeah, he liked all the stained glass. And so we hired him to come and, and climb a ladder and put that all up for us. And, and it's not it, a competition, but when you look at the pole at the very top, there's this beautiful <laughs> yellow birdhouse. And I painted that one. It's it's a repurposed birdhouse uh, that was made originally by Dewey Chafee, a, a comedian that you can find online. Moved to New York. Moved to New York and making a bigger name for himself. His uh, his partner, Doug Magoo, is actually really close with Sasha Velour of this year's RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> so that's that's a third party connection. <laughs> I, I feel like every episode I have to talk about RuPaul's from, degrees. <laughs> 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 degrees. Two degrees, RuPaul's degrees. <laughs> with, with Brendan O'Connor. So um, we should also say, though, that in addition to the birdhouses, there. There at Seven Bites, there are a couple of great murals yeah, as well. Yeah, it's the for other side. Fahua is a uh, it's a rotating, I'd say, outdoor gallery, and that's the other side of the building. The restaurant is covered with like pop up graffiti murals, and so on the other side, the south side of that building that faces Seven Bites, uh, Trina was really. Uh, she was really interested in curating what that art would be sure. since it affects her customers. And so she curated it with all, all with local artists. And actually we had Rhett Wythe and uh, Ashley B, his other half who did the love Orlando orange t-shirts and pins and stuff that for right when pulse happened, we used that as like a fundraiser for the local alphabet soup uh, charities and we uh, we did a mural with them there. So it's that. There's that Hep's Fury Orlando Strong mural that everybody takes photos Huge. of. Huge. You see it everywhere. Huge. Is that in the John Legend? Yeah, video? it is. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the John yeah. Legend video. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a great video. Um, yeah. So that it's it's all like a big tribute wall. So it's really cool to be part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. John Legend, come back. You need these birdhouses in your come video. Come get my birdhouses in your video. It's not about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's something different. We love doing 3D pieces. Uh, hey, uh, since we're talking about gay things, did you did you read that Orlando Sentinel piece? There was like an opinion article that just came out Thursday. I did. Well, I saw it today. I think If we're talking about the same thing, it's right. a, this guy who claims to be an analyst about um, attendance at the the parks right and is claiming see that brit see brit beamer yes uh and this guy is claiming that the attendance at disney parks is low because uh orlando is too embracing of the gay community due to pulse um and he throws a lot of fancy numbers out there and and it basically in the meantime is promoting the creationist museum is yeah that there's the, like the arc and the arc uh, 
It's weird. You should you should take a look at it. It's a pretty uh, it's a pretty weird thing. But I think the uh, one of the numbers was like five hundred thousand people have gone to see the Ark. Right. <laughs> so well, he he expects uh, within two years by his uh, analytics that two million people will go to see the Ark, which is uh, if. If you know anything about Orlando attendance and the the things that the attractions here, that's kind of kind of comical. I mean, I I work at a, a, an arts and cultural organization that will see that in a year, right? And this guy, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's an interesting piece, and so far, I'm happy to say the. You know, normally when you see a piece, especially in the Sentinel, you don't want to look at the comments below because uh-huh. you kind of. Get really unhappy with humanity. But I don't want to look at my comments in the bungalow, <laughs> so I completely understand. Well, if you look at these comments, you'll be pleasantly surprised because uh, people people are calling him out. Um, and and a, and it's uh, for an opinion piece. They're hard to write. I write them. You you write them. Um, but for an opinion piece, it's it's clearly skewed. He's obviously ignoring certain facts. He actually, the Weekly wrote a scathing reply. The five. They cuss. I'm not going to say the word, but they five cussing things that they got <laughs> wrong in this piece. And, uh, and they're kind of tearing the Sentinel a new one. And in it, they talk about uh, Beamer was somehow involved with the founding of that arc. Uh, he was like an employee totally at some point. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's a promo piece. But uh, it's interesting to see how it's getting a lot of legs. And I actually feel a little weird talking about it just in the sense that people sharing it and the act of sharing that story right in outrage uh you're still giving it more traffic and so the sentinel will do more pieces like that well it's a double-edged sword right because on one hand you don't want to give it more praise but you also uh, can't let that stuff happen you can't let people think that the hate is over you can't let them get complacent so you i shared it on my facebook because i wanted people to 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 see I, w- I want people to, people to be aware that that's happening. I mean, they know you and I, and they're like, you know, all, all gay people are happy and all things, uh, you know, it's just unicorns and, and happiness. I but, love everything you're saying. <laughs> but there's still there's still hate out there, and we need to be aware of it, and we need, we need to squash it. And we're saying to the whole world that Orlando is about love and we want you to come whether you're a christian muslim we don't we don't care come come down come see our neighborhoods come see uh, all the disney parks um you are welcome and if for some reason uh you standing next to a gay person uh makes you not want to come to the parks then go do something else like a weird arc <laughs> Well, it's nice to know that if it does flood, there is an arc that we can run to. <laughs> I'm not sure if it really floats. Although I'm out of here. I'm going over to SpaceX and going to Mars. <laughs> Did you hear the actually? Space, Elon just, Musk is going to save Elon us. Elon Musk. <laughs> he, uh, they just released. I just read an article about Mars. How people who, if you do go to Mars, you're going to be at like astronomically higher risk of cancer rates due to like radiation. Higher risk. Yeah. Oh. If you go live in Mars, so it's not. Not an end-all be-all. It'll just be in a big suit for the rest of your life. It's You can run from your problems, mm-hmm. you think, but they'll always be there. Mars. Wherever That's a good tagline. You can run from your problems, but we'll be here waiting for you. <laughs> Mars. Mars. <laughs> Don't worry. Elon Musk is probably coming up with the, the cure right now. So, uh, Another contentious news. Yes. John and I had promised we weren't going to talk about the flag stuff anymore. But I just the city of Orlando flag. Yeah, and okay. they haven't announced the winner yet, as far as I know. Uh, 
Have you seen those around town? They actually made physical copies of what the flags look like printed out. Uh, I only saw them once. I saw them when they did the boards and brews. Oh, right. Was that the yeah, name of that event? Mm-hmm. Uh, at which I put in a board application and have not heard back. <clears throat> what were you applying for, Scotty Campbell? Is Buddy listening? <laughs> he doesn't. Is Buddy listen. Listen? He doesn't listen to the radio. He only listens when he's on. I applied for the Historic Preservation Board, but you know. okay, that's a good one. Well, I think they could at least say like, "No way, thank you." I don't know. They just canceled this month's uh, meeting. So if you were on it, you never would have been able to go to a meeting. Did they not have a quorum? Quorum. Uh-oh. They didn't say. They, they just say. canceled it. <laughs> they just canceled it. <laughs> they just canceled it. Uh, in that line, though, the AIGA, like, remember when it first happened, all these designers were really upset about uh, not paying designers right, right. to de- just outright design that flag. Yeah. And uh, I just remember seeing that. And so AIGA the big design group amalgam here in the area is hosting a panel about the flag design and about the role of like design in civic engagement. And on that panel is Michelle Brennan, who's leading the, the, the flag program with the city, the redesign project, uh, Cole Neesmith from, who was on the, he was on the committee, on the committee and Stephanie Darden, who's also on the committee plus the head of AIGA so that's happening, I want to say, on the 22nd. We just wrote about it on Bungalore.com, and you can check, check it, out. it out. I just think it would be so interesting to be a fly on the wall of that panel just to hear uh, what what they have to say about not paying designers to do that. Well, I, I wonder if it's like, is that just kind of an ethical thing? Because you something I learned recently was that uh, the City Beautiful, our motto, was... Uh, there was a contest to come up with that motto and that, that person was never paid. Um, but the I mean, original flag design a... was also crowdsourced. It was not paid for. It was a, a community wide contest and that was the winner. So, which is also kind of sad that they're getting and rid of it. Maybe there's something a little unseemly about somebody being paid for something like that. I don't know. I don't know either, yeah. but maybe they'll talk about it at the civics and design. Maybe they round will. table. They won't mushy it, cookie. I, I won't be on the panel, so I won't be able to express my pa- opinion about it. No. So I have, <laughs> this could, is the only chance I have. You hold your hand up long enough that anyone <laughs> will have to hear it. Uh, so we tried actually another contentious issue, the Confederate statue. Uh, they're moving forward. There was just a number released about what it's going to cost to move it. How which much? I do not have in oh, my pocket. Okay. I just saw it before it's not we started cheap, recording. Though. I know that, right? Uh, no, it's like 140000 but I made that up. I'm not sure. <laughs> $1 million. $1 million. <laughs> so it's not cheap. But today, well, actually on Thursday, we saw uh, just when I was on my rounds, uh, somebody was there doing a 3D capture of the whole space. So they had these little white balls. We have a photo that should be on our Instagram at Orlando Bungalower uh, by the time this airs. And there are little white balls that were placed all around the statue. And then they were capturing it with these high-tech cameras. And I think it's for like a VR thing. So you could like VR put yourself in where the Confederate statue was before it was moved. Oh, wow. Which actually, I don't care what you have to say about... Uh, about the actual statue, but the idea that if you are removing something of historical significance, whether you hate it or not, I think that's a really cool way to document a public sculpture before it was moved. Like, 
a 3D I, VR thing. I think that's a good idea to do for any, uh, you know, I kind of wish they had done it for the houses that they removed off of Lake Eola. And now suddenly right. they're putting a marker in for right. one of the We person. talked about that. We talked about that, that last in a, in episode. episode. Um, he, the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, gosh, that's, and it was actually, I think, one of the prettier homes. Yep. Single story, so it wasn't big enough for like an event center slash offices of the parks department, which this one is, which is the one that you use now. But uh, yeah, interesting. Well, it, it would be great to have that sort of 3D representation of the opera house that they knocked down when they put in the, the plaza, you know. I've um, never seen them do something like this before. We have an email into the city, so we'll see. Uh, if they've done something like this with another area of historical, historical or cultural significance yeah. in town, uh, that would be cool. Or if this is like the first time they've tried to document something like that. And then we'll we'll record it all and then uh, we'll have the ability, just like the Matrix, to go back to any point in time <laughs> in Orlando history <laughs> that we would like to. Yeah, moving forward. I thought it was much better when <laughs> this was happening. Oh, really? man. Now I'm mad that you can't do it through a bungalow or app. <laughs> Like a historic walking tour, you just put on your headset. You can walk through historic horse and buggy Orlando. Ooh, this is a cool idea. And you Back just, when it was you like just it right on air, and everybody's going to steal it. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it happens, I'm okay with it. You're okay. welcome, Orlando. Oh. Yeah, very altruistic. We uh, in, in a in a moment of charity, we have two cool job alerts for you out there, Orlando. The city of Orlando is hiring app developers. So any of our techie friends that are looking for a job. There's at least five levels of positions. So depending on your your how good you are at developing apps, this could be for you. It's starting wage is forty two thousand dollars a year, full time, uh, to seventy thousand dollars a year making apps dealing with city data. So how cool is that? There's also the assistant director of Lou Gardens. Uh, is they've reopened it, and I'm on the board of Lou Gardens, so it's great to see that they're they're looking hard for somebody to move in there. But that's a sixty thousand to seventy seven thousand dollar pay grade. Uh, dealing with one of the coolest cultural gems in Orlando. I think it's like 50 acres of beautifulness in there. Azaleas. I feel like since you're on the board, you should, I should know, know that. Acres. All I know is that we just should be your <laughs> elevator pitch. 50 acres. <laughs> Wonderfulness, Orlando. They just had to tear out the uh, citrus groves. I know that. We, had, we got greening in the citrus groves. So they take out all of the citrus uh, no. over by the uh, the little veggie garden hut. That's sad. Yeah. So, hey, we have to get ready for a break. And uh, when you come on back, we'll be talking about some openings and closings of all our, these hot restaurants in town and some of the best events that you should be checking out this weekend. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyper-local news. Here with... Scotty Campbell. Hey, Scotty Campbell. Hey. Thanks for being on this episode. John Busterger's away, me. pretending that he's important somewhere. Who cares? <laughs> That's what he does. We're here in Thornton Park. We're in the heart of Thornton Park, just outside of the Falcon Bar. Drinking beers. We are. And uh, the Falcon, we should mention, we, we talked about earlier how they, they have artwork. And the current show is about David Lynch. So there's some really cool, weird yeah. artwork in there. David Lynch, our show. That was in our event picks last week, too. I uh, totally excellent. forgot to mention. Excellent. We love it. Actually, just across the street, there's a hot 
hot scoop for everybody. There's a new art gallery opening. Were they calling called, it uh, Eola? Eo Eo Gallery Eola. Gallery Eola. Gallery Eola. Eola. Right next to Dexter's. E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-O-L-A <laughs> Gallery. Uh, with a funky new art show that you can peep through the window, but they haven't named it yet. Uh, so check it out. Pretty fun. Actually, just up the street is Burton's Bar, newly reopened. The uh, Dexter's has been here forever. Burton's. They called it Burton. <laughs> it's been there for, how long has it been there? 81 years? Something, like, something that. like that. Something like that. And the old Graffiti Junction is still empty, but they're they're rehabbing it to house that new pop-up kitchen idea. Did you hear about that, Scotty? I did hear about that. I read it on Bungalower. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a lead, but I'll take it. Uh, they're doing... It's going to be every Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Different chefs, probably food truck artists, people can just pop in and and do some sort of weird concept. The bar is going to stay the same the whole time, though. The bar will always just remain. Will the bar the bar be open in between those? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I think that's what it is. That I didn't know. I think they're still kind of going through what it's going to look like officially. I love these uh, creative things that the chefs are doing, like that. Like we just went to this uh, collab. That that happened yeah, at yeah, the uh, Chef Ravenous collab. Pig. At the yeah, it was Ravenous Pig and Pizza Bruno. Like, how cool is that? Right, and it was delicious. Four courses, four courses of uh, Italian, but like real Italian. Well, like Italian that I didn't. I had a different idea in my head about Italian Squ- before squid we ink, went there. It was so good. Squid ink fettuccine and uh, what else? It was crazy. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, prosciutto, 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 the wreckfish. How do we say it? Prosciutto, right? Prosciutto, yeah. I was right. Okay. It was like wreckfish prosciutto. It sounded wrong when Uh I I said it. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. There was all kinds of stuff. Good, good food. Uh, So, yeah, so to explain, so these, they're going to be doing more of those. Um, And the reason they had uh, Chef Bruno, that is actually his name, right? Uh, was that uh, Bruno actually used to work there uh, with them at Rab- well at Cascalarder and Ravis Pig? So yeah, he was, he was part of their family, as it were. I love that. I thought yeah. that was so cool. They were just very real about it. They were just there to explore the food. Um, what was the pork? The porchetta. Oh man, this porchetta that they had was delicious. There's uh, I'm seeing a lot of food pop ups happening right now. I love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And they're having another one with, it's a restaurant in Tampa that I cannot remember the name of. But, uh, but Rooster can, and the Till? The Till and the Rooster? I believe that's right. But you you posted something on uh, the Bungalow Instagram about it. We I did. Think. Yeah. So you can check that out, check at, out at Orlando Bungalow on Instagram. The hottest Instagrams out there. Remember <laughs> that when you're voting in your Orlando Weekly Best right. Of Awards. <laughs> That's the only push we're going to do for and, it. And ham- hammered lamb for uh, best trivia. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're, well, since we're talking about food, there's all kinds of like crazy things happening. There's a new, what's it called? Charlton Pizza and Gelato is opening in the former Trevi Express space in Ivanhoe Village. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah before yeah, that. Yeah. What was the name of the little coffee shop that was in there before? Uh, oh, man. Now you're testing Divas? me. Yes, Divas. Cafe Diva, I mean, Cafe perhaps? Diva, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah. With two Fs. yeah. Oh, no, there, but there was something before that. I can't even remember. Oh, so Trevi Express opened. Who, they're, they're going uh, through some sort of corporate shift thing. Okay. Uh, just Trevi as a whole. And so, yeah, now it's this cool Argentine pizza and ice cream shop. And that should be opening in July. I find that hard to believe. 
just because I know there's the progress some, you've seen. Just they they did a really good job of of papering up those windows, so even I can't look through. Okay, but uh, I just know that there was some work that had to be done in that space. This is in the awesome row of buildings along the train tracks where Boom Art is and the caboose, um, right? In, in that, yeah, uh, White Wolf Cafe and the new the new. Uh, Pot medicinal marijuana. Only medicinal. Only only for only tummy aches. You got to have a card <laughs> saying you got a real tummy you have ache. To have a tummy ache. You can't just show up. You gotta, your doctor's got to say you got right. an official one. Uh, also, the Hunger Street Tacos is going to start serving breakfast. Breakfast Whoa, and okay. brunch. Delicious. Uh, they're doing two pop-ups at East End Market at the end of the month. But they're going to be serving like JJ juice mimosas. You know JJ juice? It's like no. aloe slash orange juice. It tastes like creamsicle orange juice. Why is it called JJ? JJ juice? I think it's named aloe. After JJ. I think it's named. It has to do with the person who owns it. Oh, I don't know. Because I, uh, I would say that's like A O J. And have you heard of horchatas? No horchata. <laughs> it's like this. I know it sounds awful, but it's not. It's a uh, <laughs> they teamed up with Lineage Coffee at Easter Market. And it's like a dessert coffee, and it okay. is delicious. I actually was just walking through Easter Market one day and saw the owner of Hunger Street hanging out with the Lineage people, and I was like, "You're cooking something up. <laughs> Tell me what's happening right now." And he was like, "How'd you know?" And he busted out this little Tupperware full of like their horchata beta recipe just checking it out because he's brendan o'connor and he has to know <laughs> i have to know everything <laughs> and uh it's delicious so i'm really excited about their new breakfast menu and i feel like we have another restaurant that just opened up the uh anyway there's the new i4 ramp is opening <laughs> Are they going to be serving food there? Since we're I mean, talking about Ivanhoe, I, I think you took took a leap there. I did. Wasn't but much of a segue. I four ish, Ivanhoe ish. The new I four ramp on Garland because it's been closed. That northern section of Garland, just north of so Colonial. So what happens? You can get on I four from there, but you can't get off there. Right. Okay. <laughs> And you can just <laughs> I see what I did there by mistake. <laughs> Previously, you could only get on that ramp was only for people coming from the west on okay. Colonial, and it was like that big loopy loop, mm -hmm. and you would take a right off and just get on the I four. That is gone. They've done away with the loopy loop, and now if you're coming from the west, you have to take a left on the Garland, and then it's just like right there. That's the ramp. You just join up with I four, and then now you can also take a right if you're coming from the east. And take a right on tie four there. I think Ivanhoe is the luckiest of all the main streets because whenever they talk about traffic, <laughs> they always use Ivanhoe as one of the points. Right. So even though they're talking about something awful, Ivanhoe gets this free plug on the radio. All the time. All the time. All the time. I, I agree. <laughs> I hope they uh, are taking advantage of it. Yeah. You're stuck in traffic. Come down here and have a beer at Lucky Lure. Scotty, should we talk about it? You used to be the director of Ivanhoe Village. Yeah, we could talk about that. Sure. Uh, for the Main Street program. Yeah. yeah for three years? Something three like that. years. I think it was. The golden age of Ivanhoe Village. <laughs> you were responsible for bringing the venue to Ivanhoe Village? I, I was. Um, sort of. I mean, What else did you bring to Ivanhoe? That no, the, the Fringe? Well, yeah, in a way, um, I, th I think uh, my my connection with them brought brought them to um, Ivanhoe, and then then uh, that when the timing is right, they moved on over to Lock Haven Park, which is even better for them. Um, so but now they're the above the Orlando Shakespeare Theater. 
They are. Yeah. They're in that space that was formerly uh, the Philharmonics, and of course, the Philharmonic has their own building now. They don't. They don't. They don't need no stinking dollar a year rent. They're. They're. <laughs> well, actually, they weren't paying a dollar a year, but that. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show. But yeah, so Blue um, called me one day when she was looking for a venue and uh, said, "I just. I'm about to sign a lease on this place, but I have this feeling that I should talk to you." And then, then I connected her with a, a landlord at the time who had all these Alden Road properties. I love it. A lot of them that are just now. <laughs> Jane Jane Webster, yeah. Um, and uh, then, then... Sold all of her property to... She did, she did. Uh, um, the guy that owns the Muchos building, what's his name? Chase? Ch- uh, Chance Gordy. Chance Gordy. Yes, yes. So, um, and all that's flattened now but in, in uh, preparation for the yard coming in. Preparation for progress. Ho- hopefully progress. We, 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 our fingers are crossed. And I, my understanding is Blue, she's currently still in this sort of A-frame-ish looking place right. there on Virginia. Little, awesome little home. Um, my understanding is that she'll have an even better home in, in the new yard project. For, so for those so. of you who have never heard of the venue and this is your first time hearing about it, uh, it's this great. It is a venue, a performance venue, <laughs> and Blue of Blue Star Productions, that's her name, she runs like burlesque numbers out of there. They rent it out to really cool theatrical productions in town. Uh, there's a little bar set up. Pretty yep. cool. And she does some serious dance her, she her herself, yes. Yeah. Yep. Blue. Blue. And then, of course, Blue uh, was, was buddies with Jason Lambert. So uh, that attracted Jason Lambert to the area uh, with the Hammered Lamb, which is the rest is history. Rest is definitely ha- ha- helped to uh, shape that neighborhood. He's secretly expanding, right? He's got his offices in the old Tommy Bahama space. I don't think uh, you put a secret on the radio like that. Well, no. Uh, close your ears, everybody. <laughs> He's Tommy, Talk amongst yourself. Tommy, Tommy Bahama. Everybody knows. Tommy Bahama is located right next to them, retail shop, and they've moved over to a smaller space in that same row. Yeah. They, well, they sell Tommy Bahama stuff, but they don't call themselves Tommy Bahamas. It's like called Island Time. Island Time. Island Breeze. I, that's Sounds awful, like a cocktail. I remember. But yeah. it's, it's further down in that awesome uh, Swanson Ivanhoe row. So pretty. Yeah, beautiful Probably, yeah, I white love buildings that. that you see right there on Lake Virginia. That now when you drive down I-4, you'll be even closer to them. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere to exit. And nowhere to exit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get off here. <laughs> but you can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ivanhoe Village. You can't get off here. <laughs> Princeton. Yes. Yeah, you can do Princeton. You can get off on Princeton. Yeah. We, were just, we were just talking about uh, just a drive through of College Park, which has totally changed, too. Yes, yeah, so we saw this. Uh, you said it was a parking garage. Yeah, so the first thing to go up is part of the Princeton uh, mixed-use project that's yep. right behind Tijuana Flats. On that little point there between yeah. uh, Princeton and what is that? That's I call Smith? it the, the Princeton Pie. I just made that up. I just made that up right now. But they—that's where they're putting the Princeton like. And we're just going to have to believe that it's going to look pretty in the end because that garage right now is ugly. Don't you think it looks like ugly? I can't remember if you like Star Trek or not, but it looks like the Borg cube. Yeah. So like at the center, it's just this giant concrete cube. I can totally believe they're in there. They're going to wrap that cube with the residential. Okay. So that is just for parking. Okay. It will be hidden. The it'll be called the cold cube heart. Of College Park, <laughs> right at the center, and then they're redoing the whole that whole block that the like the Walgreens is in the CVS. Yes, is going to be like mid-century mod on the front. They've and redone is, that. And uh, is the Mexican place that's still there, right? Tijuana's is Tijuana's still there. Still they're there. just they're pl- they're 
as part of this renovation, they had to close down their uh, courtyard, that patio. Oh, no. It's hot. They timed it so it was just getting hot and you couldn't sit It's up summer. There. It's hot. It is. You don't want to sweat and eat a burrito, for, for goodness sakes. <laughs> that actually sounds... Sweating and eating a burrito sounds like my uh, perfect day. Sounds like my autobiography. <laughs> Scotty Campbell, <laughs> sweating and eating a burrito. Uh, randomly... Speaking of eating burritos, this is the worst segue. Have you? Everybody's talking about these soft shell turtles. Do you know people Brendan. are eating soft shell turtles? <laughs> Scotty Campbell. What is this? Is what? a it's an epidemic. There's people. What eating are you talking about? Those turtles that yes. have they they have like the super long neck and like the weird like yeah, needle nose. Awesome. People are eating them. Why? Because they apparently taste good. It's very Florida to like eat turtles. Oh, and this Apparently. is why. Some, so sometimes when we're driving around Lake Highland, we see people with bows and arrows. Yes, because they're middle of downtown, Orlando. which is illegal. And there's actually a quota, a state-led quota. If you you cannot fish or take away more than one fish per person per day. Oh, I didn't know that. So one turtle. Sorry, I said fish, but one turtle <laughs> per day per person. And if you take more, then you have to have a special permit that says it's like. For okay, scientific so wait, though, purposes or something. So the the guys that we see going around Lake Highland, what they're doing is legal. Illegal. It is illegal because there are. So only, what does it matter what about the one tur- turtle? If you're turtling, if you're yes. a turtler, there are only this certain is ways. The real, really, the verb. I know it is now. Yes. <laughs> Get a bumper sticker. The now. If you're a turtler, you can only do it <laughs> in certain ways, which you wrote about on bungalore.com, and you have to do it by hook. Like hooking, it's kind of the same way that you get catfish. Okay. And like trawling lines, you just have a long line sitting on the bottom with bacon. That's usually what they do. Okay. And then these little turtles, they like the bacon and they like hold on to it and you hook them and you get them up. You can so also they at least have them. a chance that way as opposed to the arrow where. Yeah, they if they have don't, no if they're chance. like Islamic and don't like eat bacon, then they'll just skip <laughs> oh. it. Well, that's not bad. That's true. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It just depends on what the turtle likes to eat, but they all like bacon. All turtles, like bacon, not kosher. Kosher. Okay. all turtles like bacon. They're not kosher. All turtles like bacon. By Brendan and Scotty. <laughs> oh my they, god. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but you can net them too. So, but the reason we're talking about this is because all of the forums are like blowing up about people finding these turtles right. on the streets and in their backyards. It's because right now they're laying eggs. Yes. Or sometimes they like move to a new body of water if the one that they're living in is like contaminated or something because they're soft shell. They, their shells are really porous, so they can absorb toxins through their... Sure. So they're just like, oh, this is gross. I don't like it here anymore. I'm going to a cleaner pond. And they get up and move. So with all this runoff that's is, happening right now... I was now, about to say, does it, does, we've had a lot of rain lately, thankfully. A lot of rain. Thankfully. Which has been great. Um, uh, but does that that, ha- that contributes to them moving around? I would think, because yeah. nothing's settled. It's just like turbid, weird water. Things just like floating around. Right. Um, yeah. So be careful. And don't eat the turtles. Bungalore.com does not want you to eat soft shell turtles. <laughs> We're telling you right now. Unless you're going to share it with us because I think I'd actually try it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would you eat it? Would you eat a soft shell turtle burrito? Mi- mixed messages here. I'm really confused by the whole thing. What, how is that a burrito? That's how they serve it is in a burrito? In my head. Okay. <laughs> I think it's probably a soup. Sweating, eating turtle burritos. <laughs> what else have we got, Brendan? Uh, Show Walter Field has a new rubberized running track. Okay. 
which is very exciting. Where, where do you find Showalter? It's in Winter Park. Okay. Showalter Field. They have a Showalter Stadium. Yes. And it's uh, like northeast of downtown Winter Park towards the university. Is this something that's open to the public? or? Yeah, you can get a membership. Oh. If you're a Winter Park resident, it's cheaper. You just pay a little bit more if you're not a Winter Park Excuse resident. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do it monthly or you can do it annually. But it's not much. It's like 20 bucks, 20 to 30 bucks a month. And you can just run on this track and it's better for your knees. Uh, you bounce, which is fun. You can pretend you're on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably all I would do. Is just I like maybe I had to check it out. I've, I've been uh, I've been getting back into running recently. I so. heard. I've it's heard all the cat calls up the street on oh your Instagrams. <laughs> uh, there is, we just did a photo tour. Speaking, We talked about the Confederate monument earlier we yes. we went and checked out every their move the city is moving the confederate monument out of lake eola and into greenwood cemetery and the greenwood cemetery is the only urban cemetery we have in orlando it's also owned by the city so it's easy to just shift that over i think um we talked about the maybe price tag associated with moving it so i wanted to go see where it would go and they actually have a whole confederate section of Greenwood Cemetery. Gotcha. Okay. Which is really interesting to look at. I don't know the significance, but they have like black crosses um, next to the tombstones. I don't know I either. I don't know what that means. Yeah. There is a, it looks like we have a fairly active daughters of the Confederacy group because there's like monument benches that were installed in like 2000 um, that look pretty good. And I guess UCF, there's been students that have been going there because it turns out there are lots that aren't marked in the Confederate section. Oh, okay. And so you can see like bright orange spray paint marking out, denoting where there is an unmarked grave. Uh, so I guess it's now a marked grave, but just How not with a headstone. Are they doing something like, like sonar, sonar or, or something? something yeah. To figure out where the bodies I'm are. I'm trying to find out more about it because I find that whole process really interesting. So that's where they're going to move the statue. And I heard through a gr- the grapevine, someone who took the John uh, Price Graveyard Moonlight yes. Walking Tour, which this we're, we're awesome. trying to do with uh, Towny Tourist. Okay. Want to do a whole walkthrough. That'd be fun. We do that every Saturday on Facebook Live. We'll go do a different walk around town and, and share things that you might, might drive by. Uh, we do little walking tours. But so uh, they are, all the tombstones are oriented differently from how the main tombstones are oriented in the graveyard they've they've switched them and either it was like a thumb up or like flipping something from the confederate side to everybody else or vice versa but it was supposed to be like a snub oh interesting of shifting the orientation of those tombstones so when they move so they they at one point uh late 80s they moved a lot of those uh graveyards so that they can make the urban wetlands and all of those people, they're, they just shoved them into Greenwood Cemetery? I don't know. We're going to have to okay. find out. We can do a follow-up on that. That could be an Ask Bungalore column. Uh, I'd love to hear well, more Well, I'm about asking that. Bungalore. All right, done. What it's happened official? to all those bodies? <laughs> uh, maybe they're just there. We've only got a few more minutes. So okay. we have to, this always happens. We've we got we to we we get some event stuff in here, folks. We traditionally have only been doing weekends, but we've rounded it out. Now we're doing the whole week of like the top events that you can't miss. This is what you need to do. Things you need. To, it's a very heavy Saturday, and I apologize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a burrito pop-up at Deadly Sins Brewery. 
Brewery on Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. They're going to have a jackfruit special burrito or a carne Colorado. And you have to pay for it. I think it's like 9 to 11 bucks per burrito, plus it's beer locally brewed in Winter Park. I think that's right behind Love the, the local brews. Um, the barbecue place, Four Rivers, in, uh, that, yes. in that area. Yes, yes. Uh, fresh produce at the Hinau Gallery. Fresh produce does like pop up uh, bar, pop up art festival things. Mm-hmm. They've done things in the Mills 50 before. But sure, sure, sure. Hinau Gallery is over on Edgewater. It's 10 bucks, progressive music, like 80 different bands throughout the day. Super cool. Check that out. Did you say 80? Yeah, 8 no, that's zero. Not, that's not, come on. Eight zero. That would be a Guinness Book of World Records. Performances. It might be okay. performances. And there's like spoken word. And it stuff. might be just you know notes. Um, Eighty notes. Home. There's a homebrew competition at Dead Lizard Brewing. That's it. From two to love ten Des- p.m. Le- Le- it's Dead free, Lizard. or you can get. You love Dead Lizards in my beer. Uh, Father's Day sipping shop at East End Market. Oh, Father's Day all day. Pork tacos, tequila, cool stuff from the gentleman's uh, store that's there. There's an American road trip, uh, 155-piece orchestra from CFC Arts, 9.30 p.m. by Calvary Assembly. Cafe Bourbon Street pop-up. It's the Mosaic Hair Studio on Virginia Drive in Ivanhoe Village. You can get music, uh, cool lights. You can look fancy. It's like a good date night. Bourbon Street, Cafe Bourbon Street is a food truck. They're popping up behind the okay. salon. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Orlando City versus Montreal. Huge games. Orlando City. Go Lions. Then Sunday, there's Juneteenth at the Winter Park Public Library at 2 p.m. They're discussing the emancipation of slavery. Huge. It'd be really cool um, to go check out that event. Father's Day Barbecue Lunch Buffet featuring Die Hard the Movie at Enzian. That's at 11.30 a.m. Super fun. Die Hard, not just a Christmas movie. No, it's not just for Christmas <laughs> not anymore. Not just for Christmas. Uh, Tuesday, Mayor Buddy's making tacos at Bikes, Beans, and Bordeaux in Audubon Park from 5 to 5.40 p.m. So you got a 45-minute window to get as many Mayor-made tacos as you can. <laughs> On Wednesday 21st, there's the International Day of Yoga at the Acre. This is actually a bungalow slash Lululemon event. The Acre is like this hot, beautiful kind of Bali-ish uh, venue in College Park. Check it out on our website for more information. It's free, 6 p.m., the Acre College Park. And then History in a Glass on Thursday. It's this really fun thing at the History Center. There are drinks inspired by Billy the Swan, which is literally the worst awful creature to ever live in Orlando. He drowned True. his mate after she cheated they on him. They have him stuffed in the History Center. Stuffed in the History Center. And they're taking him out of the History Center archives and, and he's going to be there. Resurrect him. Resurrect him. You're going to have to sacrifice sacrifice the goat. Do some voodoo. <laughs> so those are your be events there. for this week. We're going to post them online. And uh, thank you for tuning in for this episode of Bungalore and the Bus. Thanks for coming, Scotty Campbell. Thanks for having me. All right. Tune in next week at 9 o'clock.